0: Head to patreon.com slash chris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Hey, friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Last week, I shared the four foundations of uncomplicated eating, my framework for taking the stress out of eating so you can eat well and live well without rules and bring the joy back into eating again. One of the foundations I talked about at the very end was simplifying nutrition and developing daily and weekly routines and rituals to make eating well and living well easy. This is something I am so passionate about, and I wanted to dig into a little deeper today. Number one, because I think it's really powerful, and two, because I think it can be easily misconstrued into rigidity, and if we're not careful, put us back into a space of inflexible or rule-based thinking surrounding wellness. So I wanted to make that distinction for you how and why routines and rituals support wellness without deprivation, and how to avoid the trap of inflexibility. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a supermom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. So first, I want to share a little bit of my experience surrounding this. I've always been one for routines. As early back as my freshman year of high school, I remember having a morning routine where I would get up, journal, do my hair, have breakfast before I went off to school. In college, at the height of my disordered eating, my routines became a bit more rigid. I would wake up precisely at the same time each morning, ensuring I would do so by going to bed at the same time each night, pulling the covers over my head, and wearing earplugs because I had two roommates. I ate the same exact thing before a run every single morning, ran the exact same distance, ate the same thing after with little variation, studied at the same times and in the same places each and every day. I was so cool, you guys. Kidding, obviously. I didn't have much of a life. (laughs) I did have special times of the week where I would allow myself to stay up a bit later, loosen the reins, but I would make myself pay for it later with longer runs or a more rigid meal plan. And the reason I did this was because I wanted to control. The more I felt in control in one area, the less the rest of my life felt out of control, knowing that I was unhealthy, not feeling quite happy where I was in my life, feeling distant from friends, unsure of what the future held. Now, all of these feelings were normal, and if I only knew they were normal, I could have worked through them rather than covering them with rigid behaviors. So flash forward, post-disordered eating, when I was living in Toronto at 22, I was newly married and really deeply struggling. After having moved to a new city about a year prior, after growing up in a small beach town of only 15,000 people, now I was in a city of two and a half million plus, starting a completely new path, knowing next to no one, only knowing that I didn't want to live like I had a few years prior. So in an effort to feel less alone, I let myself go completely off the rails. I partied and hard. I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, without regards to my health, until I needed to dial it back because I had an extreme flare up of my IBS. Like I'm talking, I traveled 12 hours on a train back home because I hadn't yet received my permanent residency. So I had to go all the way home to see my doctor, my gastroenterologist in the US in order to get a whole bunch of tests done because my IBS had gotten so bad. I was completely disconnected to my body. I was disconnected to my husband. I made the wrong group of friends, though thankfully I did develop some really positive relationships while I was there, and those are the ones that are still present today. And they stuck to me by my side through all of the chaos, thankfully. I'm very grateful for those friends. But wellness wasn't even on my mind, despite having years of nutrition education under my belt and actually going through a holistic nutrition certification at the time. I had entirely lost myself. I was living in this dichotomous world of chaos and striving for health, but not really taking action on it. And it was all under the guise of freedom. But I wasn't free. At all. And I wasn't well. I was miserable deep down. My marriage was crumbling. My health was a mess. My jeans didn't fit. I had no real direction and a couple of crazy new tattoos to boot. I am not kidding with that. Realizing if I kept down the path, I would lose everything. I slowly moved myself away from the chaotic, rebellious lifestyle. The tattoos stayed as a reminder of who I was becoming myself again. Really, truly well. But if you've listened to my story in episode two, you'll know that my journey through control and chaos didn't end there. The desire to avoid a chaotic lifestyle and get my health back on track lent itself nicely to more control after I gave birth to my first daughter, and the on-again, off-again dieting cycle continued, as it does for many women after they have a baby and desire to get their body back. What I thought I had to do was to control more, to get back on the wagon and do anything I could to not fall off. I just had to try harder, be better, and live that healthy life I'd always imagined I'd have. But control only lasts for so long. What I didn't have in any of these situations were real, true routines that supported my wellness, that provided me with tangible daily practices to honor my body well. In all my control, I was completely disconnected with my body and what she really, truly needed. The difference between routines and rigidity is this. Routines support wellness through flexible, daily practices that remind us to honor our bodies. Routines are rooted in self-care. Rigidity is rooted in self-control, like we talked about in episode 79. Rigidity doesn't allow for space or change, but relies on the same pattern each and every day in order to force ourselves into a certain lifestyle or a certain body size. But our lives are constantly changing, so our needs change on a daily basis, and therefore our routines need to be flexible enough to adjust with the changing days and seasons, but present enough to support us think of your routines as a gift that you give yourself each and every day to support your health and well-being without restriction or deprivation. So what does this look like in real life and how do you begin to develop positive self-care routines and rituals to support your wellness? Well, first and foremost, it's important to take a look at your current health Where do you desire to grow in your relationship with your food and your wellness as a whole? How do you currently feel in your body? And how do you want to feel? And then take a look at your current routines. What is holding you back from living the life you desire to live? Are there habits That you've established that you know aren't serving you anymore, but you've had a hard time breaking free from? Are there negative mindsets that you've developed over the year that are holding you back from truly allowing yourself to tune in to your body and serve your body in the way that she needs? Are you trying to control rather than care? Then, number three, identify the time sucks and create space for positive rituals. This doesn't need to be all at once, but it's important at this point to identify the things that you have allowed in your life, in your routine, that are taking away the time that you could be using to take care of yourself. So things like staying up too late, watching Netflix so you don't have time to wake up in the morning and take a few minutes to check in with your body and to journal and to start slow. If you're rushing into the day and feeling frantic every day and skipping breakfast and just feeling awful as you start the day and you really don't feel like you're getting the day going until noon or beyond. These could be things like social media constantly scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, feeling bad about yourself or just doing it to pass the time instead of doing something that could serve your body well. It could be not planning your meals or, you know, coming home late at night and just relying on takeout night after night after night, which you know doesn't make you feel really good. But you haven't taken the step to maybe plan your meals go grocery shopping or do a little bit of light prep so that you can serve your body well by eating the foods that make you feel good so identify the things that are sucking your time and work on eliminating them one at a time so you can create space for positive rituals that support your wellness number four is to allow for flexibility Whenever you're creating new routines and rituals, it's necessary to allow for that flexibility, that flow, so that day by day things in your schedule can change as needed. But the important parts of your routine remain. And over time, you can shift in your food, in your movement, to support you in whatever stage or season you're in without stress. Shifting should not be a stress. Shifting should feel sometimes a little bit uncomfortable if you're like, okay, I realize something's not working in my food, my movement routine isn't working anymore, maybe my bedtime schedule or my morning routine, it's not working anymore. It can be uncomfortable to shift, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. And that, if it is overwhelming, that's a sign that there isn't flexibility. And it might be time to take a step back and look at your current routine and look at where you can allow some flexibility and go with the flow. Because Living well should not feel stressful. It should not feel like a struggle. So what does this look like in real life? How can you create routines and rituals throughout your day and throughout your week to support your wellness without deprivation? This could look like things like developing a positive morning routine that really truly sets you up for the day that you want to have, both spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So how are you waking up in the morning? Are you reacting to the day, waking up to a blaring alarm, hitting the snooze button 10 times and rolling out of bed and like reluctantly getting up, pouring a cup of coffee, getting the kids up, just miserable every morning? Or are you going to bed early enough so that you can wake up in the morning and take just a little bit of time for yourself in the morning? Maybe sip your coffee slowly, maybe journal a little bit, Maybe read something that's inspirational or developing you spiritually. Could you maybe do some movement in the morning if you can't find another time to squeeze in movement if that feels really good for you? If breakfast is really hard for you, could you set yourself up and make breakfast the night before? Put some overnight oats or chia pudding or a smoothie bag together so that you have breakfast in the morning or meal prep ahead of time and do a big batch of slow cooker oats or um, egg cups or hard cooked eggs or something that you can grab and go, but that will fuel you for your day. Could you develop an evening routine so that waking up in the morning isn't so hard, so that your mornings are less frenzied, so you make lunches the night before, so you make sure that you have breakfast on hand, so that you know you're going to bed early enough in order to wake up on time, so you create a positive sleep ritual? This could also mean putting boundaries around social media. And this could be boundaries in terms of time, how much time each day you spend scrolling on Instagram and Facebook. It could also be putting boundaries around the things that you're looking at and watching. If you're feeling that comparison monster coming back over and over again, it's about time to do a social media audit and mute or unfollow those accounts that make you feel bad about yourself, that make make you feel unworthy, that make you feel like you're not doing enough. If it's not inspiring you, In a healthy, positive way, it needs to go. This also means things like meal planning and food prep, so that when you do live a busy life, I know most of us that are listening are moms, and mom life is busy. But even if you're not a mom, life is just busy in general. So how can you plan meals ahead of time so that you can nourish yourself and your family well in a way that feels good, go grocery shopping, waste less food, spend less time staring at the fridge asking what's for dinner. And your meal plan, this is a really good example of how it needs to be flexible. So it's okay to say Monday we're having this stew and Tuesday we're having tacos, um, but it's important to have flexibility within that. If you come home late on Tuesday and you don't have time to make tacos, then maybe you could have leftovers from Monday or maybe that is a takeout night. That's okay. It's taking away the rigidity from it and going, okay, I have a plan. I have the groceries. What can I make with the time that I have or how can I be flexible? How can I shift things but still have a plan to create that ease and reduce that stress? And food prep is the same way. How can you prep some ingredients ahead of time to make your meals easier, but you don't need to prep all of your meals at once? Doing that can be really hard to eat intuitively because you feel kind of forced into eating the food that you've prepped ahead of time. So how can you find that balance in what really feels good for you, both physically in your body um, and with your relationship with food? It can also mean things like establishing a routine for meals. So this could be lunchtime, this could be dinner time. establishing a family dinner so that you make sure that you're actually sitting down with your family and enjoying that family time each and every night if that's important to you, um, making sure that that is something that is a non-negotiable in your schedule. And also if you're running around, if you're busy throughout the day, if you're a busy professional or you're a busy mom and you're not making time to sit down and take a deep breath mid day and eat lunch, this is a really positive routine that you could add into your daily schedule just a block for lunch each and every day to sit down and take a deep breath and to honor your body by feeding yourself while sitting, not on the go, tuning into your body, honoring your hunger, honoring your fullness and your satisfaction, and really truly enjoying that meal and that time, especially if it's with your kids. You do not need to succumb to just eating whatever's left on your kids' plates. And I get that if your kids eat lunch at 11 and you're not hungry, you don't have to eat. You can still sit with them and have a good time. And when they go down for lunch or for a nap, then you can take that time for you for lunch. It's whatever works for you. But it's about establishing those routines to honor your body the best way you know how. And this can also mean weekly self-care rituals to set you up for your healthiest, happiest week every week. Things like meal planning and food prep and taking special time just for you to take a bath, to go for a really long walk while listening to a podcast, to spend time with friends, to go and get that mani-pedi, to do something that honors your self-care and fills your cup so that you can better pour out to other people because you deserve to live your healthiest, happiest life. Life does not need to constantly feel stressful. Wellness does not need to feel like a struggle. It doesn't need to feel restrictive. It doesn't need to be full of deprivations and things you shouldn't do. It really truly is about creating routines and rituals to support yourself, your health, your nutrition, your wellness, your self-care without depriving, without taking away, without restricting yourself, but in a positive, abundant light, adding to your life so you can show up as the best version of you for the world. Because I know that you have something important to give to the world. Whether it's raising those babies or a high-powered corporate career, whatever your path is, you are unique. You deserve to enjoy your life, to enjoy your passions, and to put forth your best self each and every day. And this is the start of that. It doesn't need to come with deprivation. It comes with the small daily steps we take towards living a healthier, happier, more balanced life, what I call your beautiful balance. So friend, it's time. It is time to take the stress out of food, to take the pressure off of wellness and the rigidity out of your days to allow for true health and happiness so you can uncover your beautiful balance, the space where eating feels easy, where you're tuning in instead of tuning out, where you're eating in moderation without force where you can make decisions based on taste and quality without rules or restriction. And all of those things are unique to you and your season of life. That intersection of nourishment, intuition, and joy in food and life. That is what eating and living uncomplicated looks like. Uncomplicated Eating, my brand new course, is available today. This eight-module, self-paced, mobile-friendly course is designed to help you do exactly that. Uncomplicate eating, ditch the rules, embrace personalized wellness, and find your beautiful balance of eating well, living well, and finding joy in it all. As a podcast listener, you get a special discount code. For this week only, you can get 30% off the course using the code BALANCE. This is valid on both the full price course and on payment plans now through April 6, 2020. But if you're listening to this later on, you can still get $25 off Forever using the code podcast. So head to uncomplicatedeating.com to join us today. And as a bonus, if you sign up this week, I am offering a free guided live weekly group coaching video and Q&A session for eight weeks within a private Facebook community solely for uncomplicated eating members. We'll meet live each and every week April 6th through June 1st and you'll have the opportunity to ask questions, share your successes and your struggles throughout the program. You can listen to the replay later if you can't make it live, and I will be there present to answer your questions and help you work through this program to get the best possible outcome so you can really truly embrace your beautiful balance. This is only available to Uncomplicated Eating members who sign up this week. This is a special kickoff gift to you from me. So be sure to head to uncomplicatedeating.com and sign up this week, but again, If you're listening to this later, you can still get $25 off. So use the code podcast at uncomplicatedeating.com to join. I want you to take the stress out of eating and the struggle out of wellness. Uncomplicate eating once and for all and embrace your beautiful balance. Have a beautiful week, friends. I cannot wait to see you in uncomplicated eating and move forward in creating routines and rituals to support your wellness without deprivation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me.